Welcome to the table. (laughs) (laughs) This is how it feels like to be at the table. So how's everybody doing? Good. 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 Well, we're happy to have you at the table. Um, We want to, you know, just talk about some things together and see what comes from it. Great. We're ready. Mm -hmm. So where do you guys want to start? Self-esteem. Yeah. I think a lot of people have that issue. I think we should start there. Okay. So, have had you ever struggled with self-esteem, either of you? Maybe yes. you share a little story. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you want me to start? Yeah, I can do that. So, I think for me, self-esteem has been something that's uh, been lacking for pretty much my whole life without even actually noticing it. So it's been more of um, being aware of now the habit I have of beating up myself, which is like kind of an aha moment because I was not even realizing I was doing it. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a constantly, every time something was happening or in every situation, I keep on questioning what I'm doing, if it was good enough, right? You know, all those things. It kind of brings me down to be smaller and smaller and smaller. And to the end where things doesn't function like the daily routines, like things you should do that would not be a problem, suddenly becomes a problem. But for me, it was driving. And it just hit me so hard that it's just like I felt like I was spinning behind the wheels. And then it just took me a long time to realize why. And Herman helped me with that. (laughs) To see where it comes from. But it's like... That habit is so hard to turn around because it's been a part of me. And I think that's for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like we we carry it with us and it's so hard to let go because we don't even notice that it's there. I'm not saying that men has that, but I think mm-hmm. like the emotions for women, a lot of women, is maybe what kind of keeps it, like we hold on to it. Yeah. And uh, for myself, for sure, like I know I've suffered from low self-esteem for a long time and um, growing up, like even I think my earliest moments of, you know, being told I wasn't good enough was probably mm-hmm. when I was four years old. Right. Um, and it just was ingrained in me that whatever I did wasn't good enough. I was never smart enough. I was never pretty enough. I was never popular enough. So I just heard that every, like that thought and that voice, I just heard it in everything that I do and, and every event in my life even if I won an award or even if I did something great it just never felt like it was real and it felt like I didn't deserve it it was just by a fluke Mm -hmm. that I got it Mm -hmm. um and I feel that it was only a few years ago that I had even acknowledged that you know that I had low self-esteem because I hear a lot of the term you know a lot of people say well fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. And, um, and I don't know how you feel about that, but <laughs> I think in my, a lot of my life, like I was just faking it. And, and afterwards you just become so tired of faking it because it just becomes this big burden and this baggage that I carried around mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so definitely so low self-esteem was something that, you know, I've been working on for a long time and I feel that I can speak about it more now and being more open and sharing that with other women and other people um, hoping that my experience would support them as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I feel like 
females aren't the only ones that struggle with self-esteem because mm-hmm. I do too. And I really didn't even notice it until Herman pointed it out. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that that was the seed that was feeding, like, doubt or feeding me feeling like I'm not good enough or all these different things. It was that insecurity that I've had for a very long time that was developed at a young age. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I put everything on top of it to suppress it mm-hmm. so that, okay, like, <clears throat> I came off as such a confident person, but was probably the most insecure. Yeah, yeah. I relate to so that. I feel like I just kind of like layered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel that now that I can talk about it more openly, I feel that I you know, have grown as a person mm-hmm. and that I'm not as insecure as I was maybe four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel that the more conversation we have around it and more open we are to looking at ourselves and be able to reflect on that, that we can work on it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Is that because you're, you're facing the insecurity? For like Han, like she's facing it. I would say the more you're willing to talk about it, the easier it becomes every time. Mm. But the more you ignore it, the harder it becomes every time. Because it's almost like what you're trying to hide. Mm-hmm. Or at least for me, that's what it feels like. And mm-hmm. every time you do something that is good, you kind of actually makes it worse. Because you, for me though, like being good at something, showing that you are successful or whatever, it doesn't mean that you have self-esteem, but... On the outside, it looks like you're confident because you're mm-hmm. doing good. So you're like showing up instead of actually, you know, showing what you have in the inside. Mm-hmm. So being true. And I think also a lot of women like, you know, when we say girl power or, you know, how to support each other, you know, why it feels so special is because growing up, we, well, for me though, like, and I can say for my community or where I come from, like, girls are always being compared to each other mm-hmm. all the time. So then having someone that is actually supporting you feels so special because you're not competing, yes. you know? So it's, I think that is really powerful. Like when you step out of that and you can support someone without competing. Like support another woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you tell your younger selves now that you know what you know? Mm. Let's go. Find Herman sooner. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. What would you tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self to just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Just stay true to yourself. Because I feel like there's a point in my life where I chose popularity and friends mm-hmm. over the things that I actually valued. And that's when the more I made those decisions, the more I went down this different path. And I feel like separated myself from my true self mm-hmm. with like the lie the lie was getting bigger mm-hmm. and so i would just say be true to yourself and don't don't really look to others for validity or don't look to others to see what they're doing just like stay true to your journey and who you are mm-hmm. i think that that would help a lot of people because they'll learn from what you say or what your perspective what your lens is Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we have these conversations is so people can learn because a lot of people don't want to have the conversation, just want to be a backseat watcher. And then when they're like that, then they're never addressing the issue. And then when they never address it, when it's finally addressed, it's too painful. It's too hurtful. It's too bitter. And we have to 
be open to these conversations so that we can get rid of that bitterness. Mm-hmm. We can address that bitterness. We can face that bitterness. And that's where most people, they're not willing to do that. And if you're not willing to do that, then don't complain. Because mm-hmm. everyone complains in today's world. And then when you complain, you start to believe your own complaints, your own lies, or the things that you try to project. And then you become so fake yourself. Then what happens? Then when it's time to be real or life is going to teach you how to be real, you, you don't have enough to face it. Mm-hmm. And I think too many people in today's world live life recklessly. Mm-hmm. And when life actually does hit them in the face to say this is actual reality, they don't have what it takes to handle it. And then how would you ever build self-esteem if you already don't have any? And then life is going to teach you the hard lessons that you don't want to face. Then how you would ever build yourself up? How do you ever build those qualities to build that character? And so I think a lot of people need to, you know, wake up. Mm-hmm. So why do, where does, where does that start from? Is it different for everybody where the lack of self-esteem comes from? Okay. So or that's... is there common themes? So think, what does every single person want? What do you want? When, I mean, to be loved, valued, appreciated. Okay. What do you want? Happiness, joy. What do you want? Yeah. It's like thinking happiness and peace. Yeah. Everybody wants to be happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they're trying to attain something that's always fleeting. When you're happy in that one moment, say you did very well on a test. Let's say you acquired something. Let's say you got a promotion. Let's say something very well happened. That moment happens, you celebrate that moment, but you can't keep that moment going very long mm-hmm. because life keeps going on. So it's like they say in sales, you're only as good as your last sale. Mm. So they always have to continue to get more to build that up, build that up. Otherwise, if they don't, they don't make anything. And so when we think about happiness, we have to understand we shouldn't necessarily have the target called happiness. It should be called fulfillment. Mm -hmm. When you're fulfilled and you have food, you have water, you have clothes, you have a roof over your head, you have the necessities, you have fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Problem is everyone's looking for more fulfillment in more external things as opposed to the necessities. Mm -hmm. And that robs you of your happiness because you'll never have enough of those. But if you look at all the things that are necessary... Mm -hmm and you see that you have enough of those necessary things Mm -hmm. then you can be fulfilled and then you share that fulfillment with those that don't have as much so that they can also be fulfilled and then when you fulfill more and more and more and more people and help more people then they can acquire a little more happiness then they can enjoy a little more joy but if we're always in it for just ourselves, or like you said faking it and just to show it and just acquire for personal gain Mm -hmm then it has not much value. But if we acquire things, not for personal gain, but acquire them so that we can learn how to distribute it, how we can share it, how we can grow that, then you use it for the right reason. And until we learn how to be content with certain fulfillment, Mm -hmm. if we never learn that trait, we will always want more of things we cannot have. Mm -hmm. Things that may not even be meant for us. Wow. And that's why you have to be very humble and learn humility early and often so that when life is trying to teach you something, if you're not humble, it will teach you humility very quickly. 
a lot of people who have kids very young. What happens when the kid ha- when the kid shows up? They get humbled very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right? What happens when you lose someone you love the most? You get humbled very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why you have to make sure you maintain that humility and then grow the necessary skills around your talent so that you can be prepared so that when life takes that twist, you're ready and you're strong enough to handle it. Mm. So you mentioned humility is very important. Is there like a checklist, you know, where we can sort of say, okay, well, I'm, you know, in order to have more humility in my life, right, I should be this and this and this and this. Okay, so very first thing, never compare. You'll never gain humility that way. Second thing, stop questioning every single little thing. What perfect example. Let's say you look up and you pray and you pray and you pray. You wish, you wish. You try to use every single scheme and hack that anyone has ever said or done in the history of humanity. And let's say something shows up right in front of you. And it's the sign that you've been waiting for, but you don't even see it because... You expected the sign to be wrapped up in a perfect, beautiful package, delivered on time, shipped to you, and by a press of a button, magically does everything you want it to do. Well, that doesn't happen. No. So when we search for something or say we want that sign, everything gives us a sign and there's always patterns around us. It's just most people don't know how to read them. How do you know if you're reading the right signs? Your emotions are never involved. Okay. And most people can't do that. They'll say, oh, I need a sign, I need a sign. And here they have they have coffee, alcohol in the evening, yeah. drugs in the day, or, or whatever, to get through the day. Where in that formula is there time for you where you're not on something or dependent on something? Mm-hmm. So then you're never yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're never yourself, you can't think for yourself. And if you can't think for yourself, you don't know what is right, what is wrong, what is feeling good, what is not feeling good, because you, you're so many fake things inside in your life in that formula. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very difficult for you to know yourself to see what's a good sign, what's not a good sign. And that's why that's how we found each other. It's because a lot of people ask for these signs, ask for help, beg for help. But the timing wasn't right. What if it was staring right, right at you in the face, but you weren't ready for it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goes away. Then it's like the train. If you missed it, you got to wait for the next one, but there's no guarantee another one's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to be cautious with everything we think, say, and do so that once we do that, then we ensure that humility is always at the forefront. That we're never thinking we're better than someone. We're never thinking that we have to show off so that others can feel less. We never have to flaunt it. Because that's where people go wrong. They always want to flaunt something. And I think that is where, when we look in today's society, is too much flaunting going on. Mm. And that doesn't build humility. Mm. Okay. So you talked about no emotions. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the emotions. Mm-hmm. So what... What if you're a logical person, but you get lost in in your in your head? Mm-hmm. But is that emotional? To a certain degree, because something triggered something inside of you to think or feel a certain way. So it almost influ- the emotion almost influenced the logic or the thought. 
<clears throat> and then the thought will influence the feeling. So it works both ways. Of course, because it's like your head needs to support your body and your body needs to support your head. But most people only want to be one or the other. They never, ever harness both. And when they don't harness both, that's when you start to age rapidly, get sick, right? That's when all those diseases want to set in because you're not balanced. So often, you know, we hear men are more logical and um, they're not as emotional and, and women, you know, they wear their emotions on their sleeves mm-hmm. or their heart on their okay. sleeves. But so how do you, when you get into a relationship with someone, right? Um, how do you sort of find that balance so that, you know, the logical partner would become a little more expressive mm-hmm. And then the one who is too expressive would kind of tone that down a bit. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips or, or what would you... It can't just be one person doing it and expecting the other. It's not like a dance where you lead and then the other person necessarily just follows with the lead. Okay. It, doesn't, it requires both parties okay. to make the same effort first. So they both would have to want that. Correct. And they have to will that, which means they're willing to do what it takes to make sure that they root out all the things that they don't want in life so that when the right one's in front of them, they're not scaring it away. Mm. I've heard of so many stories mm. where they search and search and search all their life for the perfect one and then come to find out the perfect one was the first or the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because they wanted to explore and see all the other lawns and all the green grass on the other side, the one that was here, that, that absolutely cared for them more than anything else in the world, they took for granted because... They wanted to see only what they wanted to see. They didn't want to see that at that moment. That's why it requires both parties. Mm. Yeah. And then you have to make sure compatibility is at the forefront because some people should never be together. Okay. That's kind of interesting. So compatibility, like mm-hmm. to you, like what's, what's a good sort of match? Um, we hear a lot about opposites attract, right? Okay. Um, is that true? Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. You say opposites attract. Do you believe that? Well, I feel for myself with Bernard and I, mm-hmm. um, I feel that we are different people. But make a good team? But make a good team. But I feel that our values are very similar. Okay, so if you say opposites attract, then why does so many people on this planet use LOA to say you need to use attraction to get it? But yet you're just saying that the opposites attract. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And what I'm trying to say to you is you have to be cautious what you consider to be truth. Because a lot of people, truth has always existed. But people's ability to handle it has not. Mm. And so just because you may be infatuated with someone... Not love, but infatuated. You say, oh, this person's gorgeous, or this person's beautiful, or I have to be with them, or this is going to be my husband, or this is going to be my wife, or this is going to be my partner. So they go after it, go after it. But they didn't even do like a systems check. What's their family like? How, did, how, how were they brought up? What is their ability to handle uh, a crisis? What's their crisis mode? Because that is the tipping point. Mm. Most people do not have that crisis mode. So you think when you're in dating and you're going past dating, then you get married and then from marriage, then say you want to start a family. Well, 
most people don't realize they don't have crisis mode until the woman says she's pregnant. Okay. Then crisis mode tries to be found and, and kicked in, and then it's too late because then you start to see the true colors. Are are they going to actually show up and be there? Are they going to stay? Are they going to be responsible? Are they are they going to do things behind your back? Are they going to do things that only benefit them and not for the benefit of the family? Because if they don't have crisis mode, that's what they do. Mm. And in relationships and compatibility, you have to make sure both partners have that. Mode that crisis mode ability to problem solve crisis very quickly and early. Otherwise, it's like you take a little match and you just throw it down. It can burn down an entire forest. Just one little match. Yeah. Well, we have to be careful to make sure that no matches are lit at all, because once you are in that crisis mode together, then it's like you know how to handle it before it gets to that point of having to have things burnt. So that once both parties understand that and they have that mode, it is a walk in the park for everything else. Mm. But if you don't have that crisis mode, people would separate, people would break up, people will distance themselves because there's no accountability anymore, no responsibility. And when that happens, it's very very difficult for people to learn to trust themselves and other people. So you have to make sure you develop these things, and how do you develop that? Always face the ugly things early, first, and often. Mm. You have to gain experience somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you fall in love, like that is not what you think about. Like, that is not. You're blinded. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they say you fall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm just thinking, like in the first few months of a relationship. Made seem good, yeah. Because it's just like you're looking at all the pretty things. Mm-hmm. There are no crises, mm-hmm. so things probably tend to get more real once you go through and have more experience with that person. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they will not develop that skill if they're always pampered or protected from how life actually is. You don't want to tell someone that so and so passed or so and so sick, or you don't want any form of. They would consider negativity, but it's not negativity. It's just being real with those that actually need to hear it the right way. Because when you so-called try to protect them from harm, you're doing more harm than good. Life is not meant for us to just protect everything so that no harm can come to someone. How would they develop character? How would they develop the backbone? Mm-hmm. How would they develop the experience to handle? Harder things in life. They will not. They will not, and then they become entitled. But I relate to that. That I do that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to save them, right? Like you want mm-hmm. to protect them mm-hmm. from the mean things or the bad things. Mm-hmm. But did your parents protect you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. they did not. I don't know where that comes from. Like, I don't know why. But you're you're okay, right? Yeah. So yeah. Why would we do something like that? No. And yet you're okay. Yeah. She's okay. Yeah. He's okay. But it's interesting. <laughs> I see the pattern in so many women that I know mm-hmm. also about, like you say, like it's you think it's loving or you think it's good for them, but actually you're doing them more harm than good yeah. because you're not preparing them for maturity. Yeah. For the next phase. But it's like you. You want to just please her or just to have it. And I see so, like in my family too, like I see so many of the women doing that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 
like a, a misunderstanding of what actually love is. And how to express it. Mm-hmm. Just buying everything and protecting everything from everyone. That's not necessarily love. Mm-mm. Because when you spoil them and they become rotten mm-hmm. and they become entitled mm-hmm. and they, they take everything from you, you yeah. would regret the upbringing. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying also not only for children, but I'm th- thinking also for for the grown-ups too, like for mm-hmm. people around me. Like that's what I do. Like that has been... Mm-hmm. And then I get... In the end, I just like feel like getting drained of it because there's nothing left. Correct. Yeah. So, is it um, possible for us to sort of, you know, now that we know better? So, for myself, right now that I know better, um, and let's say a relationship in my life where uh, the individual has been spoiled mm-hmm. um, and they don't take responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, how hard would it be for me to support them in that? So, um, set, let's say setting boundaries, mm-hmm. right? So saying, you know, that I will no longer, uh, accept your irresponsibility. I will no longer allow for your actions to affect me. Like how is it possible for that person to change? It depends. If you don't teach accountability early to the child, the law will. Okay. What if it's an adult? So how do I teach accountability to the adult? Uh, you have to... It depends on each adult. Every adult's different because <laughs> their upbringing's different. Their parents are different. Their culture is different. Yeah. Their circumstances are different. So all of those variables. Mm-hmm. So each one is specific to that specific okay. person. That's why when we help someone, it's different every single time. Mm-hmm. How I would help you mm-hmm. is different to how I would help her. Different to how I would help mm-hmm. him. Very different. Everyone has to be helped a different way. But see, in today's world, they just want to help you only one way. Do it just this way, that's mm-hmm. it. And it doesn't work like that because if everyone's different, have different likes, dislikes, all these different things, then you have to help specific to the person. Just as mm-hmm. you, I remember you talking about um, when you're delivering even a, a message. Yes. So it has to be specifically for that person mm-hmm. and, and um, speak in the way where that it's it's catered and... and um, specifically for them and how they will receive it because if you don't then it's almost a disservice Mm -hmm. because when they're finally open so finally you found someone who's finally open ready to make these changes Mm -hmm. and then the disservice from the person tells them what to do but it's completely the wrong skill set wrong formula for that person then they close off Mm -hmm. now that is a disservice Mm -hmm. here's someone ready to change their life primed ready to do it enthusiastic ready to go and then someone comes along, cages it, imprisons it. That's a disservice. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking like what we're talking about that now for me is like brings us back to where we started about self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Because setting those boundaries and putting, you know, being, making others accountable for what they're doing, you need to know who you are. Mm-hmm. So you need to have that self-esteem, you know. But the only up. way to do that is you have to play by the same rules you expect your children to play mm-hmm. or your friends to play or your so lead by example correct mm-hmm. because a lot of parents do as i say don't do as i do mm-hmm. don't smoke but you know what i will don't yeah. drink but you know i will <laughs> don't lie but you know what i will so right there it it, it doesn't match yeah and a child is not stupid so when they know something doesn't match they'll be like huh mm-hmm. and then they rebel yeah 
because some it doesn't match. So somehow, some way, that equation inside without that balance, they have to so-called fix that balance, set that balance, and you have to make sure that when you have family, kids, or anyone that you're trying to bring accountability to, it's always the delivery. Mm-hmm. Always, because most people don't have it. So how do you, how would I learn to deliver better? First off, you have to learn how to speak. Really learn how to speak, which means, okay. like, you know how a singer has to know every single note and learn how to draw it in from yeah. here and not from here? Yeah. Well, the average person doesn't know that, so they'll just think, oh, so-and-so sang, so maybe I, this is the voice, so it's called the voice, maybe I sing through my voice. But it's from here, right? The soul. Okay. Mm-hmm. comes right down from the soul mm-hmm. and so same thing when we speak we have to speak from mm-hmm. the soul when we do something do it from the soul when we care for something do it from the soul because when you were born that's all you knew how to use this was not in play mm-hmm. this was not in play it's only the soul and that's what people call cute that's what people call mm-hmm. innocent mm-hmm. that's potential right there but we put everything in the way, in the way, in the way, and the potential got suppressed. And we never lived up to our fullest potential. So how does one get back to really living through the soul? Well, they got to get rid of every single distraction like we talked before. They have to make some changes lifestyle-wise, specifically. And they have to be open to both those distractions and changes so that they can see it as a distraction so that they can make the change. Because a lot of people with the distractions don't see the distraction. When you tell them what to change, they will never change. So the person has to accept what you're showing them so that they can understand how to change it. But if they can't accept it, they'll never understand it. And if they don't understand it, they'll never do it. Which is why the delivery is so important. <laughs> Must be delivery. So I gave you a perfect example before, and I think we should share here. If that's okay with you. So, Han one time asked me, you know, how can I improve myself? And I said to her, okay, think of delivery this way. If you order a lot of things online, but let's say it went to all the other addresses but yours, how would you feel? Not happy, which is currently, <laughs> which is happening right now. I ordered something online and it hasn't arrived in three days. It's late, so... So I'm not feeling very happy. How would you feel? You order something, you really value it, and it never shows up. I would be upset. How would you feel? The same feelings. Okay. So let's say now that you put in your address, but it only, the person didn't take the time, and they only punched in the postal code. So it doesn't know out of the 2,000 homes in the postal code or plus, where should it go? Mm -hmm. So let's say it goes to someone that doesn't, it doesn't belong to them, but you paid for it. How would that make you feel? I want to know that person. Yeah. <laughs> I know who, who, who signed for it? Yeah. Who okayed that? You know what? That this isn't mine. Right? Yeah. But you see, because the delivery was wrong, mm-hmm. not to the right address, mm-hmm. you knew there was a disconnection. So somehow, some way, you were trying to right that ship. Now for us, we have to make sure every time we deliver something, we hit the right address every single time. Otherwise, we'll have unhappy customers. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And when we have poor customer service and unhappy customers, your reputation goes the same way. Mm-hmm. Down, 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 down. 
And it's very difficult for us to learn to deliver better if we don't value that address every single time, that experience every single time. Mm -hmm. So when we say something, we have to make sure it's right for the moment, it's right for that individual, and it's also right because it had to be said because it was honest and truthful. But if we say whatever we want, we just want to talk about things that divide us, like politics, right, money, religion, talk about all the things that really don't, don't necessarily matter in this scope, then how are we going to build the community? How are you going to build the unity? And then if you don't have that, then you will always try to individualize yourself and think that anything that is shipped should only go to your house. And that's entitlement. When it should say, no, this has the right address. I will deliver it exactly to the right address. And I'll do so in the most professional manner. Have you heard people that speak or call themselves a guru or a master? Mm -hmm. And they want to shout, scream, mm -hmm. talk down to you. <clears throat> think that that's how they're going to invigorate your energy. Mm -hmm. All this mm -hmm. nonsense. And then when you leave, you left with nothing. You left. With, you, you, in fact, you were in actually more debt than when mm -hmm. you went in. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, we have to stop that and say, we're going to give substance now to make sure like when we deliver it you walk away with something you walk away with something you can use actionable so that once you have that actionable intel that is when you make the change right it's like when you look at a lot of like army you look at a lot of air force they have actionable intel they have to have actionable intel before they're allowed to go to the chain of command to give them the permission to act Mm -hmm. Well, why do we not do that for our thoughts and our own actions? We just say whatever we want, do whatever we want, and then the delivery is always wrong. Mm -hmm. So if the person is very, very quiet and very, very subtle and calm and to themselves, introvert, do you think that that style of yelling at them and, and really being boisterous <laughs> is going to work? No. 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 That's why each person has to understand what the other person's going through. And that's why you have to develop your gifts so that once you develop those gifts, then you know how far you can push them, what line you cannot cross, mm -hmm. what maybe you should focus on, what you should maybe not touch on. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, when they're in this so-called fertile state, and they say that they need help, and they, they're finally there, you got them there. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, you scare them away, and then they seal that door shut forever. Mm -hmm. And that's a disservice. Something that resonated with me is delivering the message at the right time because previously I would just if I think of something like I would share it whenever like the thought comes mm -hmm. instead of really filtering it and thinking like is this the best time that I could you know bring this up mm -hmm. or say this and then sometimes it's like I go in too yeah. too hard mm -hmm. and too soon too often and then the other person just shuts down mm -hmm. I've done that yeah mm -hmm. So how do you, you know, find the right moment or know it's the right moment or, um, you know, as we grow and as we become better, we want to share it with the world. We want to share it with the people we care about. Um, so for myself, like, how do I know, okay, I'm sharing too much or too strong, too fast, too hard, right? Well, they'll tell you. They, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you need a lot more experience. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, they talk too soon. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, let me get just a little bit more experience so that when I finally do share with the right person, 
I can get them to go through that door.、Mm-hmm. I can get them to jump over that hump. Get them to dodge that pylon. But if I do it too soon, then all the person's going to see is more pylons,、mm-hmm. more、mm-hmm. curves, more obstacles. As opposed to if they saw you do it more often、mm-hmm. and then you had exactly the right words to back it up at the right moment, that's when they start to believe in you.、Mm-hmm. It's all about the belief,、mm-hmm. instilling belief in yourself so that you can instill belief in others. But if you don't believe in yourself, no one believes, is going to believe in you,、mm-hmm. then no one will trust you, then you will not have actionable intel to help anybody. And there's a lot of people out there who stand on stage, don't even believe in anything they say, but expect you to believe them.、Mm-hmm. That's a disservice. I think that's the core of self esteem,、mm-hmm. is belief.、Mm-hmm. 100%. And just like you said, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will.、Mm-hmm. But everybody is looking for people to believe in them first. Correct. To validify that they can believe in, in themselves.、Mm-hmm. It's like when, you, when we train athletes at the elite level, the problem they have is they say, I will only trust you when we win a championship. I'll only trust you when I get that check signed. I'll only trust you when I'm able to get the same lifestyle that so and so has. But how does that work? You have to so called show your work, body of work, show your efforts, show your actions with trust first, belief in yourself. So, that you can believe that the person can knock down that shot or believe the person can perform. So, that when you do that and everyone does that at the same moment every single time, then you put that in consistency, that wins the championship. But everyone wants to cut right to the chase, get the championship, but it doesn't work that way. You have to take the necessary steps first before you get to the very destination.、Mm-hmm. And no one wants to do that. Because it's disguised. So, when you bring up sports, there's just somebody that I think of that I think really exemplifies what you're explaining, and that's Tom Brady. Because every year he's in the Super Bowl,、mm-hmm. and it's like his whole, the whole entire city, even the whole entire country, let alone his team and his family, like they all believe in him.、Mm-hmm. But He had to believe in himself first, and then I, he instills that in other people. And that's why they have a system where new players come in and they're just, they become a part of that culture where they、But、believe. They screen players before they're even allowed to come in. Right? You can't、mm-hmm. have one black sheep poison in everybody else, one bad apple, because、mm-hmm. that will ruin the championship titles. Very true. So, same thing with the thought. We can't allow one bad apple to ruin all the good we work for our life.、Mm-hmm. One bad feeling, one bad experience, one bad moment、mm-hmm. to ruin everything you work towards or what your family worked towards. How many times have we seen that? All the time. Right? I mean, you build a lot of momentum and then you just let a little emotion or a little bit of that lack of self esteem just,、mm-hmm. it puts you back at point A. Correct. And it took so much energy and resources to get where you were, and just one little thing wiped it clean. I think that's why so many people say you take one, one step forward, three steps back.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll never win that way. And you look in today's world, too. Everyone's afraid of being broke, or a lot of stats have come up that says everyone's just living paycheck to paycheck. Well, that's actually worse than broke. Because what's worse than broke? Debt. Because 
You may be broke now, but then that's just you. Debt means you're accumulating more and more and more of it, mm-hmm. but then when you're gone, someone else has to still pay it. Mm-hmm. Something has to pay it. It's not just forgiven. And people just live life as if they could do whatever they want, however they want, without the accountability for their actions. Very true. Yeah. But I'm thinking like, just bring me back to when you were saying believing, like believing in yourself. So it's like, I think I shared that once with you, like even mm, saying that I believe in myself, I feel guilty saying that in a way like loving myself or you know that you should love others okay. more before you know it's like I don't know if that is like a female thing or what is it but it's just more of a so in Norway where I'm from like we have a law that's called Janteloven which says like don't believe that you're somebody or don't believe that you're better than someone which is okay though but it's like everything is like more or less like breaking you down so that you will fit into the society mm-hmm. so that they can rule you so to say like Correct. that is like and it's just, I think, like, even going to school, like, kind of breaks down your self-esteem because you, like, you have to fit into the box. Like, this is how you're supposed to be, you know? And then it's like, believing in yourself means that you take yourself out of that box. So you mm-hmm. keep on, you know, like, for me, that's how it feels like, you know? And that is, like, the, the, the habit to turn. Mm-hmm. to start believing in myself so others can also believe in me you know that is like a but it's just it becomes so powerful mm-hmm. when you take it that way yeah I'm not sure if that makes it clear but it's like, I understand what yeah, you mean yeah. yes I understand mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if that is like for women or is it's like more like everyone feels the same way or it's like a common thing but it's like just to to be proud of who you are and believe in yourself like mm-hmm. that is so basic that is what we all need mm-hmm. and then we talk about that in the book mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't realize how powerful that one little thing is mm-hmm. the beginning the belief right so yeah. if we don't have that nothing would exist you mm-hmm. wouldn't so a lot of people don't understand this concept and i think maybe people need to understand this when we talk about belief, people only see what they want you to see. So when we look at other people and we want to compare, everyone thinks, oh, I need money for this. I need money for that. I need to acquire this, acquire that. But You know, you acquire those things because you believe that will make you happy. You mm-hmm. believe that will fix a, an unfulfilled gap inside. Mm-hmm. You believe because so-and-so made you feel insecure. You believe this. And so everything that you spend on is... Is trying to give you belief and confidence, but that's all external. Mm-hmm. What we teach and what we help people is to learn how to gain it internal. So then, when you have it internally, internally, no one could ever take that from you. Mm-hmm. And when no one else can take that from you, then you share that, and then you teach that, and then you grow that, and then you help others with that. And then when you do that, that is when you learn how to so-called develop people. That's when you learn how to truly develop high performance Mm -hmm. absolutely so I think we covered a lot I agree yeah so as we wrap this up what was your biggest takeaway or maybe how how did you like the table talk um for me like I just really appreciate your wisdom as always 
Um, and th- one of my biggest takeaways is actually belief. Mm-hmm. It's to believe in myself. That's a very good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, because once I believe in myself, I can also support those I love and care about and, and make, you know, real changes. Mm-hmm. I agree. And also about like the belief and how it also comes together, you know, with the breath, like mm-hmm. we're sharing the things we saw, singing, singing from the soul, like how we always do things from the soul, like with the purpose, because then things will come by itself, you know, leave the mind. Don't use the mind all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the importance of delivering a message, mm-hmm. how to do it at the right time, the right moment, and express it in the right way. Mm-hmm. So that the person who receives it can feel that same joy every single time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you both for joining, and thank, thank you. you, everybody thank else, you. for for tuning in and we hope to see you on the next episode do you have any last thoughts no i want to say just thank you for everyone who continues to support us thank you thank you thank you